Hello and welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and I'm here to let you know that this is a not-safe-for-work podcast. We are teachers at the end of the week, really the end of our ropes, and we'd like to be able to talk honestly and openly about education without worrying about losing our jobs. So we'll be using pseudonyms throughout the podcast. If you are a teacher like us and you enjoy this podcast, I highly recommend you joining our group of awesome patrons at Patreon. That's right, we have a Patreon, and if you like this show, there are so many bonus episodes lost episodes, extra content, interview with the host. There is so much extra stuff on our Patreon that you can go and listen to if you've already gone through our whole catalog. Also, you get extra Facebook group. You get to chat with the host. There's all kinds of great stuff. So I highly recommend you do it because it's as little as $5 a month. I'd also like to thank all of our patrons who are currently supporting us. Here we go. Big thank you to Hattie F, James and Allie J, Empress D, Samantha D, Lisa C, Rachel, Tarina, Exhausted Band Director, Kim K, Noel R, Alan H, Kim K, Jessica A, Swiffle Ev Owners, Amanda F, Ariana L, Physics Runner, Melissa V, Steph, Science Teach 17, Michael M, Kim C, William P, Sarah O, Aldrich D, La Scorpionita, Britt M, Tisha C, Teresa H, Biker Teach, Caitlin L, Marsha M, Christina B, Miss Alabama, Kristen B, Huvian, Ashley M, Jason F, Amber H, M, Abby B, Ann T, Sarah B, Regina F, Anna L, Josie S, Sam B, Lucy P, Mary E, Jamie B, Hope H, Aaron D, Kristen W, Vanessa J, Mary C, Rylan L, Catherine S, RJR, Kristen C, Johanna H, Tony and Christina K, Irma A, Nimi, Melissa M, and Sarah N. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. I love each and every one of you, and I really like chatting with you guys, so I'm glad a lot of you are up and moving around in the Facebook group. It's getting really active these days. All right, my friends, last week we had a mega epic episode. It was a follow-up to our Teacher's Guide to Mental Health. This one was called A Teacher's Guide to Fake Guilt and Codependency, and I highly recommend you go back and listen to it if you can. There are notes on our website about self-care and how to check all those things and keep them in check. Right now, this is still a tough time, but I feel a lot of teachers are starting to come up for air a little bit. Things are smoothing out just a little bit, but the expectations still aren't there, so we need to make sure we're setting healthy boundaries with our school, with our work, with our admin, and making sure that we're taking care of ourselves, because I want as many of you guys to be around for as long as possible. And if you get a chance, please, you know, leave a review for the podcast, tell one or two people about it, just help spread the word. We're growing, we're happy, we got some big news coming up in the next few weeks. So my friends, stick around, I love you all, enjoy the episode. Cheers! <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time I've heard that. <laughs> Welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink podcast. <laughs> I am Elvis, your host. And with me today, I have Mr. Wayne Kerr. Ooh, I found this book in the library. It gives me lots of willies. <laughs> <laughs> and I also have Miss Bunny O'Hare. Hey, Elvis. Hey, folks. Glad you're here. And Mr. Count Chocolate. Ah, uh, yes. The chocolate one has arrived. And last but not least, Miss Shirley Temper. Everybody's gay, Kimmy. It's the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I like Kimmy Schmidt. She good. She good people. <laughs> so, friends, right now we are, it's almost Valentine's Day. It's Super Bowl weekend. Well, it will have been Super Bowl weekend by the time this comes out. And I, I've i been through all the crazy stuff. I've been through lots of personal drama. I've been through lots of business drama. It's just been crazy. 
But I don't know. I'm feeling better at the moment. I've taken a lot of effort to put time into self-care and personal care and therapy this last week, and that's paying off. And so I feel that I want to keep going with it. And so I'm excited about that. But just a quick check-in, because a lot of you guys haven't been on the podcast in a minute. I'd like just a quick moment with each of you. Mr. Wayne, how are things going with you? What's going on? Uh, you know, things are starting to wind down now because uh, we had um, this thing called a contest, and we're done with our contest. So now I get to take maybe a week off before I start wrapping up for the next project that I have. So, but you know, that's a week exactly. It's a week, yeah. You can take it. What about you, Bunny? How are you doing? Um, I'm doing okay. This last week was. A little bit wild, but nothing, um, nothing groundbreaking or earth shattering or anything like that. Um, I did have a kid get taken away from my class in handcuffs. That was exciting. Oh shit! But you're okay. Oh snap! I remember. I'm okay. I'm okay. This uh, this student made the mistake of um, bucking up to me and like kind of threatening me a little bit. And hell no. I don't think that this particular student, I think they were just trying to like intimidate me. I don't think they actually would have acted on it. But um, when you also buck up to the campus SRO, then that doesn't usually go well for you. Yeah. What about you, Count? How are things going with you, sir? Everything seems to be very, very like chill. Um, If you just heard that, my kids are, or the chocolate drops are 100% out of their mind right now, but they're doing well. They're just busy. So I'm just going to work and just shuttling them to every single thing that they do. And they do a lot of things very well. So it's like frustrating, but you're also proud, but you're also just tired too. So um, yeah, I'm getting out every day and taking some time to meditate and I've been kind of walking and jogging a little bit every day, so that kind of helps with the mental health. I'm really, really glad to hear that. Shirley, what about you? I'm going to bring the energy down. I am in a very (laughs) deep depressive state, haven't showered in a few days, suffering from stress migraines, stress stomach issues, probably need to see my doctor. Um, Yeah, I got super drunk the other night, threw up all over my house, but drunk Shirley decided that she was going to play um, hide and seek with it. And actually oh. didn't remember throwing up around the house until the next morning when Ooh. she walked around and said, why is this towel in the middle of the living room? <laughs> you know, at least you put a towel down, girl. Don't I, sell yourself short. You were taking no memory. Feature, you. Yeah, no memory of it. Um, so that's, I'm doing great, y'all. It was a great time. And I broke up a fight this week. My very first one. What? Are you yeah. okay? Did you get any is that's that's a dangerous ever? game? Yeah, to get I mean, I'm not stupid. I'm not going to get in the middle of it. I called people, stood to the side, let them beat each other up, and <laughs> I escorted people a class. <laughs> Heck no, I'm not strained. I'm not certified to break up fights, but it did trigger a panicky thing. And But that's the first time, and it was like right outside my classroom. You know, I, I mean, I'm doing this for 16 years it was bound to happen at some point well Shirley we are here for you and we all yeah. love you and I know it sucks <laughs> at the moment but we're here we so love if you, you want to come throw up at my house you're welcome to I'm just saying <laughs> well 
All right, friends. Well, we're going to cover some topics today that that are important to me. And I think they're important to everyone on the podcast. I, I probably wouldn't have you guys as host or anyone on the show as host if this wasn't something that either pissed them off or felt them big. One of my big views, and I think all of our big views, is that schools need to be a safe place for children. And not just physically safe where they're worried about violence or, you know, threat of danger or guns, but they need to be, you know, free to express themselves and not worried about emotional trauma. And that leads into this first topic. And it's a trend that the Republican Party's really been pushing. And this one's called the Don't Say Gay Bill. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just read this article. This is from NPR. It's from February 9th. And the title is, The Don't Say Gay Bill Would Limit Discussion of Sexuality and Gender in Florida Schools. Proposed legislation in Florida would restrict how teachers can discuss sexuality and gender in the classroom. The latest effort by Repu Republican lawmakers to remove the teaching of LGBTQ issues from schools. Supporters say the measure empowers parents who deserve to have a say in what their children learn. But critics who've dubbed the proposal the Don't Say Gay Bill argue that it will strip protection protections from LGBTQ kids and have a chilling effect on educators. Versions of the so-called Parental Rights and Education Bill passed a Florida House committee in January and cleared a Senate committee this week. Under this bill, a Florida school district may not encourage classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in primary grade levels or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. The bill does, does not specify how age-appropriate and developmentally appropriate will be defined. However, the bill clearly gives parents the ability to sue schools if they believe the schools violated any provision of the law. So let me make this clear. It doesn't specify what you can do to break the rules. It just specifies that the parents are allowed to sue the schools if they believe that the schools violate the provisions of the law. The Republican, I'm just going to put my own insert, douchebag Ron DeSantis signaled his support for the measure during an event on Monday. We've seen instances of students being told by different folk in school, don't worry, don't pick your gender yet, do all this other stuff. They won't tell parents that these discussions are help happening, and that's entirely inappropriate. The larger issue with all of this is parents must have a seat at the table when it comes to what's going on in their schools, he added. Now, however, critics say the bill is dangerous to LGBTQ kids. They have all slammed the measure President Biden weighed in this week, panning the proposal, reiterating that his administration would work towards greater protections of LGBTQ people. Biden said, I want every member of the LGBTQI plus community, especially the kids who will be impacted by this hateful bill, to know that you are loved and accepted just as you are, Biden stated last Tuesday. I have your back and my administration will continue to fight for the protections and safety you deserve. I'm going to go ahead and just stop the article there. This is sick. This is wrong. Yes. They can say they believe that parents or teachers are indoctrinating kids or they're learning how to be gay at schools or we're planting the seeds, but that's all bullshit. I can mm -hmm. tell everyone with about 100% certainty that all of my friends who are gay, all of my peers that I've met, my coworkers, even people who I just met on the street, none of them chose to be gay. Mm -hmm. And I bet if you ask them, 
their lives might have been a lot easier at difficult times in their transitions and their youth had they not been. And if they could have chosen a different way to be, they probably would have. But this is just who they are. And why are you going to hate someone for who they are or something they can't change or try to stop them from being who they are? I have a couple of students who go by a different name at school and go by different um, pronouns at school and have begged me privately if I speak to their parents to use their dead name and their dead pronouns because they're afraid. But they know that with me, an adult who does not judge them and who loves them, that they are safe. That could potentially save that kid's life because the rates of suicide and self-harm among these kids compared to like heteros is astronomically higher. And if I'm going to save a kid's life, then guess what, motherfuckers? I'm going to say gay at school. Eat my dick. My first thought is, you know, the job of public schools is not to educate each individual student in the way that their individual parents want them educated. That's called homeschooling. The job, <laughs> the job of public schools is to teach students the skills that they need to exist in society, the knowledge and the skills that they need to exist in society. And in society, in the larger world outside your conservative Republican home, folks, there are all different types of people. There are all different genders. There are all different sexual orientations. There are all different backgrounds. Like, this is not... This is not about your little bubble. This is about what is out there in the world that, yes, eventually your kid is going to meet people who are different than them and they need to not look like an asshole when they do. What message, is just in line with what Shirley was saying, what message are we sending to the students who are LGBTQ+, like what message are they getting right now when they hear lawmakers and the adults in their circle saying, we're not even allowed to acknowledge that you exist. What message are we sending to our students? It sends a message of shame and insecurity mm -hmm. and shatters self-esteem. I don't know whether I've ever mentioned it on the podcast before, but I do have someone very close to me in my life who is, who is part of the queer community. And this person has a hard enough time with it as an adult, much less had they been told all through, you know, school, I don't know. I have opinions. I think it all, for me, it all just goes back to that. Like just parent your damn kid. Like if you want them, if there is a particular belief that you want them to have, or this goes into our, our book thing that I feel like is coming up soon, probably talk to them about what they're learning at school. Oh, you know, so what do you think of that? Do you, what's your opinion on that? How did you come to that opinion? Like, have a damn conversation with your kid instead of just demanding that the school give you, do your parenting for you. Exactly. That's the one thing that sucks is we have the schools that are like, you need to teach our kids how to do this and this and this. Oh, don't, don't teach them that. Don't teach them that. Yes. Well, so you know how uh, Republicans at one point in time were always talking about the gay agenda. This is the fucking Republican agenda. And they want to look, 
you can't have it both ways, ladies and gentlemen, is if you want to talk about having Christian principles in school, then send them to a private school. Mm -hmm. Schools are meant to be neutral from religion. It's supposed to be neutral from politics, but we fucked that up here. And plain and simple, if you're going to be like, well, we need to have a Christian principles, well, how about you look at the fucking principles and say, love is love is love. Mm-hmm. And plain and simple, you can't be like, well, go love thy neighbor, but I love how these parents are now showing up to the PTA shit and, you know, raising hell about what we teach in schools. Well, where the fuck were you at Meet the Teacher? Where the fuck were you when curriculum was possibly at the school board being presented? Where the fuck were you when you were, I mean, you're not fucking there. Well, I mean, y'all, I, I just had to set down this knife I was using. <laughs> so, um, cutting a lot of onions. So, let me say this. Y'all know what I do at school. Mm-hmm. And y'all know what every educator does at school. We not only have curriculum, but once we get past curriculum and we get to the relationship part, we support and advocate for our kids constantly and daily. When, when you meet a student where they are and they trust you to tell you who they are, what makes them tick, what makes them, what makes up like their whole, like their holistic person that they know that they are at that certain time and they trust you with that, you have now become the biggest supporter of that student in school. And it doesn't always have to be through curriculum, but we never shut down conversations that we have with students to help students identify and understand that they're not alone in whatever that struggle is. It doesn't have to be anything associated with how they identify or where they are in their life or on their journey. They just need an advocate. And those conversations, they really do start with a question or with support. And I, and, and, if, and if you shut down any of that, you're, you're shutting down like the emotional and the connection part that educators are allowed to have with students because they can't have those at home all the time. Exactly. And that is heartbreaking. In Texas right now, and this has been going on for the last month, but book banning has been on the rise. But I mean, book banning has been around for as long as there's been books, honestly. And, but lately, it's there's a new agenda pushed by members of the Republican Party that books on race and sexuality need to be removed. And this started kind of initially with a lot of the critical race theory agenda pushed by the Republican Party starting last spring and into, you know, right now. But it's gotten a whole leap because these groups are getting organized right now. We have people who don't even live in the area showing up to a school board and acting like they need to protect the kids there. This is happening with books. And so this article is from NBC News, and this is from last week. This is banned. Books on race and sexuality are disappearing from Texas schools in record numbers. In Katy, Texas, from a secluded spot in her high school library, a 17-year-old girl spoke softly into her cell phone, worried that someone might overhear her say the things she'd hidden from her parents for years. They don't know she's queer, the student told a reporter, and given their past comments about homosexuality being a sin, she's long feared they would learn her secret if they saw what she reads in the library. 
That space, with its endless rows of books about characters from all sorts of backgrounds, has been her safe haven, she said, one of the few places where she feels completely free to be herself. But books, including one of her recent favorites, have been vanishing from the shelves of Katy Independent School District Library the last few months. Gone, Jack of Hearts, a book she read last year about a gay teenager who isn't shy about discussing his sex life. Also banished, The Handsome Girl and Her Beautiful Boy, All Boys Aren't Blue, and Lawn Boy. All coming-of-age stories that prominently feature LGBTQ characters and passages about sex. Some titles were removed after parents formally complained, but others were quietly banned by the district without any review whatsoever. As I've struggled with my own identity as a queer person, it's been really, really important to me that I have access to these books, said the girl, who this article will not name to avoid revealing her sexuality. And I'm sure it's really important to other queer kids. You should be able to see yourself reflected on the page. Her safe haven is now a battleground in an unprecedented effort by parents and conservative politicians in Texas to ban books dealing with race, sexuality, and gender from an NBC News investigation has found. Hundreds of titles have been pulled from libraries across the state from review, sometimes over the objections of the librarians, several of whom have told the news they are facing an incredibly hostile work environment and mounting pressure to just pull books that might draw complaints. Record requests to nearly 100 school districts in Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, and Austin, a small sampling of the school's 1,250 school systems, revealed over 75 formal requests by parents and community members to ban books from libraries during the first four months of the school year. This seems to be an organized attack led by the governor of Texas who released a list of books he does not want in school libraries in Easter. Fuck. This is, so, this is Greg Abbott, the, the fuck up governor of texas i'm just personally curious about how many of those books he's actually read i'm also curious about <laughs> his education background that informs him about what is and isn't appropriate developmentally age appropriate for students what is i'm curious about his background in child development. can he even read well this is just an agenda one of the books they're trying to remove is michelle obama's biography <laughs> go ahead and tell me that's not politically motivated it's the children's <laughs> version because they say it promotes reverse racism against white people. Now, first of all, isn't racism racism? Do we have to call it reverse because if it's used against white people, like, oh, no, you're used against me. That's not allowed. That's but this is just sick and stupid. One of the other books they're trying to remove is a book called How to Be Anti-Racist. Mm-hmm. What? They're trying, I mean, this is just a clear agenda because they don't want kids to even think or have a question or anything pop up in their mind that might go against this agenda. It's but, a really good book, too. I, I've never heard of that one other than it's this good. article. It's a good one. So basically in my town, because I, I don't live in a large city like my fellow podcasters do, are, we have a specific Facebook group that is um, Blank Conservative Watch the town that I live in and it's a private group and they mobilize these things. So basically they are sent specific talking and fighting points from a national organization that they implement 
in the local level. So what's happening is they are getting an email that's like, hey, y'all, you know, there's some queer books in these libraries and, you know, they're going to make your kids gay and vote for Biden. So what they do is, is, you know, they rally basically. And a lot of the people who have attacked my district are not, don't even have students who are in our school district. They're in smaller schools, they're in private schools, or they're homeschooled. And um, we have had two books so far pulled from our library at the high school where I teach. And it was done quietly because the superintendent didn't want to make it a deal. However, all of the administrators that are in curriculum and instruction, um, our principal, everybody else thinks it's bullshit, is furious about it. But this is actually actively happening at my school. It's, it's bullshit. And this really hits me hard. I am not LGBT an ally, but the library was my safe place growing up. I grew up in an abusive home, and the one place I could always escape to was the public library. And one of the things that I loved about it is I could find information about anything. If I wanted to look at books about monsters, I could look about books of monsters. If I wanted to find a book about boobs, I could go find a book about boobs. If I wanted to learn about history, I could go learn about history. And it was all perfectly age-appropriate and acceptable. And the fact that we're taking these resources away from people because we don't want them to have, be curious. But the bullshit is the internet exists. Yes. Mm -hmm. All of this mm -hmm. is still out there. And I can guarantee every single one of these kids or families has a computer at their house that has access to the internet. So by cutting off the schools, sure, they're pushing their agenda and like sticking it to the teachers and making a lot of noise. They're not cutting off the information flow. Kids are not, if a kid's curious, they could definitely at home type in their computer, what is gay? and just start going down the rabbit hole. This is not going to stop anything. This is them screaming at the moon and pushing hate and trying to make hate acceptable. Like, there are so many books in libraries. I'm sure there are whole sections and genres that I didn't even see in my high school library or the city I grew up in, either of the two public libraries. Mm -hmm. If you took a book away from it, you know, I probably wouldn't know. But any book that I needed, like whether it be on model airplanes, cars, like you said, boobs, girls, whatever we want to find a book on, it was great to find. I could mm -hmm. find pickup lines. I could find jokes, your mama jokes, snaps, whatever exactly. you want. I could find any of those things. And any other book that was there that didn't apply to me, guess what? It never hurt me. Never hurt me. So seeing a book, like I could always find a book that would identify with something that I was dealing with, looking at, trying to be a leader, bullying, any of those things. I can't imagine what it would be like if you take out every book that relates to something that's a little bit different than how you grew up or what you feel or what you believe because you don't want your kid to have an opportunity to read that or you think it's going to brainwash them or, God forbid, it allows them to ask you questions that are difficult that you might have to answer. I think it's the dumbest thing in the world. But it's I not the first time it's happened in history. The books that the world calls immoral are books that show the shame the world has. Hey guys, guess what? What? Huh. We have a Patreon! Oh my God. That sounds dumb. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> That's right, my friends. We have a Patreon. If you like this podcast, if you enjoy hearing us talk, if you don't just get all riled up in the wrong ways listening to us, come join our Patreons. As little as $5 a month. It helps support us. It keeps us going. Please and do. we have a wonderful community. If you join the Patreon, you get access to lots and lots of bonus episodes, extra content, more stuff than's ever released. We have all kinds of stuff on there that's released usually about every two weeks or so, maybe sometimes three weeks, because we're teachers. Shit gets busy. But there's also an amazing Facebook group of patrons that we have where you can go and you can actually meet some other like-minded people who think the way you do and enjoy hearing it. And we get to talk. And you also get to talk with the host in it. So join our Patreon. Do it now. Woohoo! Yeah! Woo do it. That's a good word for word. Do it now. Mm. Thinking gives you wrinkles. <laughs> That's why I'm so well preserved. So would you rather? Scrape the plaque off each host's tongue and use it as salad dressing. Fuck you. Or (laughs) I'm out. Change your last name to Hitler. Hitler. Oh Oh, gosh. It's a family name. the wrong way to justify that choice. <laughs> well, I didn't have a choice. That's, that's, it was a family name. Oh, God. So you're not going with the salad dressing, Shirley? Fuck you. Well, the thought of comparing <laughs> someone's tongue scrapings <laughs> to salad dressing <laughs> is pretty gross. Here's the thing. If you look at someone's tongue or if you kiss someone, there's spit in there. And while I don't necessarily want to kiss all the hosts, I mean, I love you guys, but, you know, we got to have boundaries. I know. We got to have boundaries. I don't think it would kill me. And if someone said, okay, you got to kiss every single, like, make out with every host or change your name to Hitler, or I'm not taking Hitler. I'd kiss every (laughs) single one of you. Because, you know, I I don't think the tongue scraping's that different. Now, calling the tongue scraping salad dressing, oh, oh, God, that's But I would make out with every single one of you, and I feel it's kind of the equivalent to that. I'm not going to be called Hitler. I can't do it, so no. But what about you guys, Bunny? Which which route are you going? You taking the salad dressing, or are you going to be Bunny Hitler? Where's the loophole? Bunny Poofy is good about finding them holes. I already have a loophole. I'm absolutely looking for the loophole right now. All y'all are gargling with Listerine like 12 times and brushing your teeth in between. And then I'm taking a Q-tip. <laughs> that would be me. Scraping. Oh, <laughs> like after a trip to a dental cleaning. They didn't cleaning. specify what or how much. They didn't specify what the tool was or how much I had to get. You got you to gotta use a tongue salad, scraper. Yes. Well, I mean, I can like swirl. Uh, I mean, just lightly. Just barely touch your tongue. Get the Listerine. I'm not changing no. my last name to who. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, Count, what about you? Listen, I don't. I don't think you guys understand the amount of salad dressing I put on my salad. <laughs> like there's, like there's. Okay, first of all, my new last name is Hitler. Okay, it's what? like we're, we, there, there's. There, I can't. I'd, I'd have to. It's I gotta change my last Iker, name. The L is silent. Yeah. You could be my cousin. Right, we fam. Wow. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, if you've seen us next to each other, we're clearly related. Yeah, like (laughs) the best pictures in the world. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yes. I'm I'm sorry, but that that name change is going to happen. Like, I appreciate y'all and everything else, but I mean, once you see me, it's like, oh, clearly that's not like his name. (laughs) That was a bad joke. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Wayne? I have the loophole. So, 
all of you, <laughs> all of you on my dime are going straight to the dentist's office and straight after that we'll have a kissing session so y'all are lovely. And I, I don't even want to say the other asshole's last name. Mm-hmm. All right, friends. Well, thank you for joining us for an episode of Teacher Needs Drink Podcast. I love all you guys, and I wish I could see you in person right now, but soon. We'll have to have another gathering soon, especially now that we have new bodies joining the podcast. Um, i like to thank all my hosts who are with me today. Mr. Wayne Kerr, thank you for joining us. I just found my favorite section in the library. <laughs> I bet. And Ms. Bunny O'Hare, I'm glad you were here. It was a pleasure as always. And Count, I'm glad you took Tam away from your cook fest, from your massive, massive party preparations to be here. Oh, yeah, it's a good time. I love you guys. Um, Count it all joy to be in your presence. How about that? Ooh. It is good. And Shirley, what you got for us? You know how I'm like an astronaut? I'm out of this world. And I also once had to poop in a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> all right, friends. Deep breaths, deep drinks. Cheers! 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 Hitler out. All right, my friends, thanks for joining us for another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. If you have something you'd like to share with us here at Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast, hit us up through our website. Go to the contact page and send a question to teacherneedsdrinkpodcast.com. Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast comes out every single Wednesday, whether you like it or not and is proudly sponsored by Lud Lamb Dramatics. If you are a theater teacher or no one in your building or you're being forced to do theater, go to LudLambDramatics.com and go check out their website. They have some of the best resources for teachers out there. I highly, highly, highly recommend them. Also, I thank all of our patrons out there. If you want to support us and get extra episodes, join the Patreon. There's lost episodes. There is so much content in there. You won't be disappointed. And the Facebook group is pretty cool. Last but not least, I like to thank my hosts who are with me today, Miss Shirley Temper, Mr. Count Chocolate, Miss Bunny O'Hare, Mr. Wayne Kerr. I love all you guys and I'm happy you're here. My friends, if you're still listening and haven't had a chance, go listen to the episode we list- released last week. It was another one of our very special episodes, A Teacher's Guide to Fake Guilt and Codependency. It really applies to your situation more than you think it would. Anyway, I love all of you guys. Please take care, be healthy, check your mental status all the time, and I love you. I want you guys still be around. Cheers. Bye. Thinking gives you wrinkles. <laughs> That's why I'm so well preserved.